for any bride like investing in a in a few um important things to you as a couple um will really make a big difference like spreading yourself thin over everything is just not a good idea you'll you'll come out with a wedding that's like um just a little bit of everything whereas if you just um whatever your budget is like put a good chunk into the things that matter to you as a bride or as a couple you know it'll it'll just it'll show in in how the wedding presents itself like whether it's food or alcohol or you can't have everything because otherwise you'll just end up, you know, spending like a house. So, <laughs> This episode of the You and Me podcast is brought to you by The Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. This episode spotlights a real bride and the process that she's undertaken to plan her dream wedding. I'm Laura from Wonderlust Creative, a bespoke wedding and event planning company that specializes in creating unique and personal events. And I'm joined as always by Andy, owner of The Bridal Gem, a premium wedding blog and research platform, the best go-to for all your wedding inspiration. On the show today, we've got the delightful Mackenzie Jeffries, who married her gentle giant Sam in picturesque Queenstown, and their gorgeous wedding is now featured in Harper's Bazaar. So here she is, let's dive on in. Mackenzie, thanks so much for um, doing this today. We're really excited to have you on. Um, I actually posted um, a few photos of your wedding on the bridal journey um, about a month ago and it received really well. I think it got something like 5,000 likes, um, 2, 000, over 2,000 bookmarks, and I think it reached over 326,000 people. So I know that, um, you know, people will be keen to hear all about your wedding on you know, this episode today. So thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, so we might just jump in um, straight away with, um, if you'd like to tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, kind of what you do for work and what your partner does. Um, that'd be really great. Um, so I'm from New Zealand originally um, and I moved to Melbourne uh, about four years ago um, for my job, which is an architect. Um, and I have been working for the past two years at Perkins Architects on Chapel Street in Paran. Um, and my partner, Sam, is a professional rugby player um, in Japan um, playing for the Green Rockets in Tokyo. Amazing. So we generally ask all our guests a little bit about themselves and also get them to just give us an insight into what we call a hit list. So um, what have you been doing? Have you had much downtime throughout ISO? And if so, what are, what are you currently doing that you can share with us? Um, so I luckily got Sam back just before isolation started. Um, so like everyone else, we've been watching a lot of Netflix. <laughs> so we needed a, a long series that, um, we can just like churn through. So we've been watching Mad Men. <laughs> um, and I've actually been reading a book called The Japanese Secret to a Long and Happy Life. Um, and I've just started some Japanese classes on the side. Um, yes. Yeah, so second week into that. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Amazing. Busy. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've been, um, you know, like isolation's just been a good t- good chance to hang out um, at home. But yeah, been a bit busy alongside of that. <laughs> just in time, quality time. How did you guys meet them? 
Um, so when I was moving to Melbourne, I was living with some family friends and then I sort of realized it was going to be a bit more permanent. Um, and I was actually seeing a guy at the time and, um, his best friend who is ended up, has ended up being one of Sam's groomsmen, um, introduced me to this new house, um, which he lived in. So um, Sam was actually living there um, as a housemate. He didn't even know I was moving in. Um, I think I remember like he got home from a trip from Bali and he just like had all of his washing in a pile in the corridor and I just walked past and he was like, who is this chick? And um, (laughs) I was actually moving into his house. Um, So, yeah, I moved in with him and Jimmy Yates, um, his best friend and then lived there for about a year and a half and then I moved out um and he pretty much followed me so <laughs> that's how it all began <laughs> oh nice so um how long were you together before um he proposed um I think it was it was definitely over two years but we we hadn't really told anyone early on because you know we'd been housemates and all that sort of stuff. So we'd sort of kept it a bit quiet. Um, well, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. So we just sort of, I don't know, we did a lot of cooking and stuff in the house together. Um, so I guess that was a bit of a bonding, you know, early on. And then once I moved house, um, yeah, I sort of said that thing to him where it's like, um, you're either with me or you're not. <laughs> and then he just, yeah, he just like, all of a sudden packed up everything and um, moved in. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> you know, yeah, obviously it's one of those funny things. It's when you're not looking for it that it kind of rears its head and then. Yeah, I was definitely not looking for anything. I, I was just really set in like training and um, all of that. And I actually, I remember saying to my mum, because she said to me, is it a good idea to move in with these two guys? And um, I'd stalked Sam on Facebook and his um, his icon was like a clown image, like it was him dressed as a clown. So nothing <laughs> nothing more creepier. Yeah, and, and like he, he, he had bright red hair, like he was this huge rugby player and I was like to mum, like, oh, don't worry, like he's not my type. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just living with a big It's always those ones. Yeah, though. I was like, I'm just living with like a gentle giant and then I called her and I was like, so mum, we could be in trouble here. And she was like, that's not my idea. So he followed you, he followed you to your next house, kind yeah. of ruined you. So how, you've been together for a couple of years. How did he, how did he propose? What did he do? Because it's one of the most special, this whole journey, and you would have experienced it, obviously yeah. getting married, but the whole journey is amazing. But the proposal, it's just, it's just something else. Yeah. Well, um, so after we moved into that house, that was my parents' house and we had flatmates there. And then I think it was maybe another um, six months or a year before we decided to buy our own house, which is this one in Alstonwick. And um, we just moved in. Um, Sam had just signed in Japan. So he was leaving in a few days. Um and yeah, like everything was going really good. We just got a new puppy who, um, her name's Bella. Um, she's a Labrador. Um, and yeah, I was really settled. I'd, I'd finally been like, oh, it's fine. He's moving to Japan. Like everything's, you know, everything's good. Um, you know, we're good. I don't like, there's nothing to be worried about sort of thing. Um, and I remember I came back from training and I was just, 
I, I'd find, you know, like when you're, when your partner's moving overseas for like an indefinite period of time, it can be quite frightening. Um, but I'd sort of decided in, in myself, like I was just going to um, focus on myself and, you know, it was all going to be fine. And then of course he had to like throw another spanner in the works. <laughs> so I, I walk in the door and I had all this, um, this like wooden stuff because I was going to make Bella a kennel and I was going to paint it all up nicely. And so I was like really focused on making this kennel for Bella and like walked in the house um, and he's in the garden holding her. And I was like, oh God, what's going on? And then he's like yelling out like, Mackenzie, Bella's got glass in her foot. And I'm like, what the hell? How has my puppy got glass in her foot? Like we're just in this new house. There's no glass around. So I just got the stuff. And go outside and I see Bella, she runs over to me and she's got a pink bow on her neck. And I was like, oh, God, this is getting weird. What is what is happening? And I look down and I see Bella and I'm like, oh, my God, there's something sparkly on the bow. And um, and so I see, I see it's a ring. Well, I didn't see it was a ring at the time. I was like, oh, some sort of jewellery. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And then I'm sort of thinking like, oh, my God, why is there a ring on her neck? <laughs> <laughs> and then I look over and Sam's on his knee. So he's pretty much still my height. Um, and, <laughs> and um he's like absolutely shaking so badly. Um and then I realized and I swear my heart was just like almost stopped. I was like, what the hell is going on? And I realized that he was proposing. Was he um pretty anxious? Like did he give I know when my partner proposed to me pretty much like threw it out there like um will you will you marry me really quickly with no kind of explanation I think he just wanted to get it over and done with and get the answer pretty quickly yeah I think he'd like planned it out um it was pretty cute he was trying to get the song the song going before I arrived um that's like the song that we ended up doing to our first dance um but he couldn't get it playing and so like Anyway, after the proposal, like, he's still trying to play the song in the background. It was really cute. That's so funny because actually when my partner proposed, like, it was in the backyard with a picnic and he had music playing and he was going to do it, like, um, uh, you know, when a particular song came on that him and I have listened to for years and it yeah. just didn't completely go to plan. I think he just, like, panicked and just didn't wait for it and just wanted to do it as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I think he, he said um, – he said something along the lines of um, that I was the best thing that had ever happened to him and would I marry him? And then I was just sort of crying, like, <laughs> I don't think I said yes. Um, <laughs> I was just, like, in massive shock because, like, like I said, everything had been going really well and I, I hadn't I hadn't thought about it at all. Um, we had lots of friends that were engaged at the time and stuff and, and I was just super happy for them so I didn't really see it coming. Um but yeah, I finally got the words out and then like his family was staying with us. So they all kind of walked in the door. <laughs> so obviously he knew I was going to say yes. Um, <laughs> so they all had like champagne and stuff. And then I had to call all my family in New Zealand and like my best friends and stuff. And my sisters who were younger than me were just like hilarious. They were absolutely bawling their eyes out. Um like just so overwhelmed as well. Like, oh my God, my older sister's leaving us. Like... <laughs> I think they were half angry at him for doing it and like not giving them warning. 
Oh. <laughs> just bringing the surprise on everyone. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really special. Um, and then, yeah, that night we just went and had some drinks with Sam's family and then a few days later he was off to Japan. And that was oh, it. Wow. He left your parting gift, right? Yep, he did. <laughs> Just locked you down before he left. I know. Everyone was saying that. It's funny because the night before I was talking to one of my best friends because we were at um, somebody's like engagement party and she was saying like, when do you think it will happen with you and Sam? And I was like, oh, I wouldn't be expecting it in the next year or two. And then I said, but, you, you know, knowing Sam, it wouldn't surprise me if he did it tomorrow, like fully as a joke. And then when I told her, she was like, what the hell? We actually predicted that. So so you got engaged and then how did the whole kind of planning process start? Like what did you kind of envision for your wedding and how did you go about, you know, starting to make those plans? Um, well, my best friend um, who was my maid of honour flew over from New Zealand, which was awesome. So we got a week just hanging out and being excited um, and then, of course, that followed with my mom and my sisters. So I had a pretty big gang for the first um, few months. Um, like Sam was away. They were all super excited. So, um, yeah, we, we kind of got straight into it. Like um, I guess it was just exciting. So we went wedding dress shopping early on um, and I talked to a planner who I knew. I talked to a couple of planners um, I, we, we instantly knew it was going to be in Queenstown. Um, I sort of have always wanted to get married there and me and Sam spent two pretty special holidays um, in Queenstown together and one of them was actually a week before he proposed to me um, and he said like later on that he wished he'd got the ring then so, and that's when he decided he wanted to marry me. So, yeah, it sort of had some significance for us and I'd spent a lot of time down there um, as a kid, it was like our childhood holiday spot. Um, so I talked to a few wedding planners down there um, and some up in Auckland um, and ended up going with uh, PS I Love You Events, um, who is owned by um, Astrid Raid. And, um, yeah, she's amazing, like, she just she just um worked so well with like the ideas we had and like Sam Sam wasn't too interested in like the <laughs> style like he was going to leave that to the architect and um like my mum's an interior designer so we had plenty of you know ideas it was just about like constraining them um you know within a budget and um a time frame and things like that um but, yeah, we decided to get married at um, a winery that we had both visited a few times together called Peregrine Wines. Um, and it's in, like, a valley that overlooks this mountain range with, like, rocky outcrops. Um, and it's, like, a modern winery with a – it's sort of got a wing with a clear sheeting over the top of it. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted our day to, um, I guess, highlight all the beautiful New Zealand scenery that we have um, and, like, being an architect, just have some nice um, kind of intricate details and, like, unique moments for um, for all our guests to experience, like, coming overseas and stuff. I wanted to make it extra special for them. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? When you travel for a wedding, a destination wedding, it's a full experience. It's experience. Yeah the place that you're in and 
why you guys as a couple have chosen that place as well. You really want to showcase we're getting married here because we love it and we know you're going to too. So here's all the best parts of what we love. Yeah, so we kind of like put together a bit of a list of um, our favourite parts of Queenstown um, and I guess New Zealand and we tried to, I guess, showcase those for our guests, especially the ones from um, Sam's families from Brisbane. They Lots of them had never been to New Zealand before. So we did the whole shebang, like we did a welcome drinks, which was um, in the city centre um, overlooking the lake um, in like a little kind of Queenstown bar, which was beautiful. Um, and that was like a good way for everyone to sort of come together two days before the wedding. Um, and then obviously our ceremony and reception was at Peregrine. And then we also did a recovery further down. Um, and it's in like, it's called the Cargo Brewery. It's in like an old converted church. Um so, yeah, we had a few little nice moments and it seemed like everyone got to experience like the real um, kind of, I guess, the magic of Queenstown because it is really like a magical place. And um, just rewinding a bit um, to when you engaged um, PS I Love Your events, yeah. you know, um, how did you kind of, you know, work with them? Like what's the kind of planning process? I know that you had your ideas in your head of kind of how you wanted it to look like, but you know, did they help you with your budget and, you know, how did that kind of roll out? Yeah. So, um, Astrid's like amazing at this, but, um, she'll probably tell you as well. It's actually harder for a planner with, um, working with someone that has like a strong vision because, um, if, if she has someone that's just, you know, totally open-minded, like she can just do what she wants, but, um, she had like me and mum to deal with. (laughs) So I think she did really well. Um, like we would have an idea and she would help us refine that idea and bring it to life. So talking to a whole lot of different vendors, um, working out what's going to be um, good for us and I guess controlling our like crazy ideas. Um, Astrid would sort of be like, yes, well, that's good. Now let's do this. Um, and yeah, so we, we mainly did like emails back and forth. Um, I, I honestly think we probably have 700 emails between us. Um, so she definitely put her hours in (laughs) to this wedding. Um, but yeah, it was also her launch for her floral range. Um, and we had a pretty, we, we, we put, um, a big chunk of our budget towards florals. Um, so yeah, it was a great way for her to showcase that. And, um, she did an absolute stunning job, um, with her team um but yeah my mum also met Astrid on the site she flew down from Auckland um for that visit and she came down and set up the whole day before um kind of bump in as well yeah so she just um had it all perfectly ready for us just to walk straight in no no worries on the day that's because you hear these horror stories of people you know creating their wedding and they might do it on a block of land and they forget that they do have to set it up and bump it out as well and it creates this extra stress so it's just good having that ease of mind knowing that someone else can take care of it yeah and um our caterers artisan are actually incredible they sort of so Astrid sets up until the moment I walk down the aisle and then um artisan takes over so the caterers actually run the whole event um 
So, you know, they, they have cues for like when, you know, canapes start or when they're bringing everyone into the reception, um, that sort of thing. So, um, having a good caterer is honestly just crucial, not only for the food, but how the wedding runs itself. So you don't really need a coordinator if your caterers are going to run it for you. And you know, if you can trust them, um, but, um, the caterers we had, the owner, Deb, she's amazing. And she had, you know, plenty of meetings with me beforehand on how we wanted everything to run and they were happy to take over. So yeah, they did a really good job. Oh, that's good. And so with Astrid and Pierce, I love you. You guys, obviously you and your mom have got some great insight into how the style of your day was looking, but how did you, did you stick to your budget? Did you have a budget? Because that is always with my couples. The first thing that we sit down and talk about is we develop a big what if scenario and where that they want to end up at the end of this and come out without, you know, obviously everybody wants to come out of their wedding without a second mortgage. Yeah. So how did you go about working with her to stick to what you were hoping to spend? And also how did you find, did you know that florals would cost what they do? Or were there any surprise packets in there that, you know, as you were going through the process with Pierce, I love you, you sort of thought, oh, um, it's a lot cheaper than I thought it would be or, oh, wow, it's expensive, but I love it. So I've got to invest. Yeah. Um, well, I knew going into it that florals in New Zealand were just going to be like ridiculous. Um, and that's just the reality of pretty much flowers in New Zealand because they're coming a long way. Um, most of them are from overseas. Um, so I was willing to invest like a big portion of the budget into that, um, but it, it wasn't just the flowers, you know, it was more like the styling of the flowers as well. So, for example, in the reception area, we had um, like six clear plinths, which was suspended above the bridal table. Um, and then the florals kind of wrapped around them organically. So like, you know, that's that's a big outlay of cost. But um, like you would have seen the image of, the actual setup looking out onto um the winery and um I guess like for me that just perfectly framed like exactly what I wanted for the whole wedding in one photo so when I saw that I was just like oh okay like that was worth it you know um that view and like that that image is just like it was just everything I wanted so when I saw that I was I was happy with where we went for um, the florals. And then I guess you've just got to tone back on a few other things if you're going to do something like that. Like, for example, we were sort of keen on doing um, like a a white sort of, I guess, walkway sort of thing with like a plinth at the end. Um, and then um, budget-wise, it just wouldn't allow for it. So we pulled that um but yeah, we, we stuck to our budget. We just early on, we didn't really know what things costed. So we had an initial budget, which was way less than what we um, end up spending. But that was before we'd even got any quotes or anything. So we, we just sort of had an estimate because um, me and Sam were putting in for the wedding and Sam's parents and my parents were also helping for a portion. Um so, you know, they got married like however many years ago, 30 years ago. <laughs> Things were a lot cheaper then. 
as we all figured out. Um, I don't think they understand how much weddings cost. Yeah, it's it's honestly ridiculous. But um, I think just for any bride, like investing in a in a few um, important things to you as a couple um, will really make a big difference. Like spreading yourself thin over everything is just not a good idea. You'll you'll come out with a wedding that's like. Um, just a little bit of everything. Whereas if you just, um, whatever your budget is, like put a good chunk into the things that matter at, to you as a bride or as a couple, um, you know, it'll it'll just, it'll show in, in how the wedding presents itself, like whether it's food or alcohol or you, you can't have everything because otherwise you'll just end up, you know, spending like a house. So... <laughs> Absolutely. And I suppose that's, you know, that's a real blessing for you guys to have had for yourself to have your architecture background, but also your mum to have her interior design eye and background as well. You know more than most to invest in the big pieces, forget about the small pieces, because at the end of the day, the, you know, the one thing that people are going to remember is exactly that one thing. They're not going to remember the 50 that are scattered throughout. Yeah, exactly. You guys work with Astrid really closely because you all would have been on the same page with something like that. Yeah, I think design-wise she knew exactly what we wanted. Um, And she was like, you know, she was searching around for these particular lights that, like, she knew I would love. Um, They're incredible. Yeah, these half moon lights, they were honestly so amazing. I'm still obsessed with them. I want to get one for my kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) You needed to get like an extra sample produced just for Yeah. Oh, they were so good. And then um, just a few little details, like we had like, um, so you can, you can do things that don't cost a heap of money that um, just really add to like the thought of the wedding. So we had these little candles, which were custom made, um, and they said like the Jeffreys on them with our wedding date and they're from Monica um, and they had a custom fragrance in them, which we also had burning throughout the night. So like when somebody takes that home, they're going to remember the wedding um, and the day and like they were probably one of the cheapest elements in the whole wedding and probably one of the, the best, you know, things that someone could take home with them. So doing things like that, um, yeah, it makes a massive difference. And um, starting with the whole wedding day, so can you just run us through like how did the, the morning run, you know, were you getting ready with, you know, your bridesmaids and or were you in a house? Like how did that kind of all pan out? Yeah, well, I was getting ready with um, my maid of honour, Sophie, who's also getting married um, in New Zealand soon. Um, my other best friend, Caitlin, and my two sisters, um, Sabine and Tara and then I also had my mum and my grandma um and we were just we were we, ha- we were at this big bridal house um which looked out to Lake Wanaka I'm sorry Lake Hayes um and yeah we had um my makeup artist and the hair um hairdressers come to the house um what time did they um start getting everyone ready oh it starts pretty early you got to be ready like <laughs> I think the girls started at like 7am or 8am. Did you have a roll of the dice of who, who might be going first? Uh, I put like the least fussy ones first. Like my athletics friend, Caitlin, I think she went first. She, yeah. she was just like so carefree. Um, <laughs> I put my sister last because, you know, she's just like would have been, you know, it, it, it was her day too. 
But yeah, I was like, I was, I was very nervous early on when the girls started getting ready and it was um, super early in the morning. I was just thinking of how many hours I had to wait and I was trying to eat breakfast. I was like, oh, I'm going to throw up. Um, (laughs) So I went for a run on a treadmill, which we had like a little gym and I was just running on a treadmill. And then my um, maid of honor, Sophie came in and she just starts running next to me and she's just like, so how are you feeling? (laughs) I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm fucking getting married today. <laughs> oh, wow. But, yeah, it was funny. Like, after that, once I had my hair and makeup done, I just was sort of, like, completely calm and I just found, like, everything was fine and I wasn't worried at all, um, which was funny because our photographer, Jim Pollard, said that when he went to the boys' house that they were the absolute opposite. <laughs> <laughs> He said they were like nervous wrecks and it was a bit chaotic at their house, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, generally you'd expect it to be the other way around, wouldn't you? But Yeah, I know. I don't know. Like uh, they had some issues with their suits and they were cutting out empty milk bottle cartons um, to put those stiffness in their collar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think the dry cleaner had like um, taken them out or something. And they also didn't know how to tie bow ties and they were like these big um, velvet ones. So um, one of the boys was running around trying to get all of them done in time. Oh, yeah. It's the little things that kind of throw you off balance, I think. Yeah, that's so true. And so you're all ready, you're getting there, your ceremony is that you're about to step out. Did you have to get a car there or were you on site? Um, yeah, we got a car. It was like a 10 minute drive. We just, um, uh, we got like these white land cruisers and had a lady drive us around so that, um, when we went to do our photos in the mountains, she could take me and Sam up there later, um, and then drop the car back at the house. So yeah, just rolled up in that, um, and had to go around the back so everyone could see us. And then, um, we yeah we started and there was a very very long aisle (laughs) yeah how nervous were you were you walking down that aisle that initial I was um I was nervous in the car um and then I got out and I could see Sam and he was just like absolutely like beaming ear to ear yeah and it's like melts away yeah and and you know like in that moment I was just sort of like I'm not nervous like I just want to get down there um and everyone said, like, I practically ran down the aisle. <laughs> I was, like, bounding down, like, smiling ear to ear. Um, my dad was a bit nervous. <laughs> he was trying to slow me down. Flown the puppy from the engagement over to New Zealand to be in the ceremony. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking um, that would have been funny, but uh, she would have definitely destroyed something. <laughs> <laughs> so what song? What was your main song that you um we had a um a recording of Close Your Eyes um by Rhodes, which was a cover by Jackson Thomas. Um which yeah, it was a it was it was a beautiful song and um if you ever listen to it, his version is just incredible and like it made everybody cry. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And then so you did the whole ceremony, got married, signed the documents, um, and then did you go off for your photos or did you kind of join friends and family for cocktail drinks or how did that kind of work? 
Um, well, we just had like a, a bit of a canapé sort of thing start almost straight away. Um, but me and Sam um, did a few photos with everyone and then we went off to do our own photos. Um, so we just hopped in the car and drove up to um, a mountain range with our photographer, Jim Pollard. Um, and he was he was awesome. Like he just made us feel so comfortable. Um uh, he had us doing like some crazy things like climbing up and down mountain ranges. <laughs> yeah, but um, we got some stunning photos with just us like looking out to the whole of um, Queenstown pretty much. Um, and, yeah, it was it was really nice. Like he didn't want any posts. Well, we didn't want any and neither did he any posts sort of photos. So um, we, we had like a, a series of photos just – um, enjoying the landscape and like with some champagne and stuff and then he'd just sort of walk us through and yeah it was all pretty natural and it was it was really nice and you felt good in front of the camera as well he made you feel pretty comfortable yeah I think um I I, um, I was fine but you know like it's more probably Sam like he he's, he doesn't love cameras and um he he made him feel good so I think that's important as well Super important. And so after you have done your photos together, which is, a, again, a really special time, it's, you know, it could only be 15 minutes, but it is some of the best because it's just you two and there's no fuss and there's no noise and, you yeah. know, you to sit back and say, we did this, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's epic. I think that's really important, like, just to have time with you two to realise, like, what, what, what you're doing and, like, the significance of it. Yeah, absolutely. And just to reflect, you know, it's a big journey and it's stressful at times and it's overwhelming at times. And so when you kind of get through that ceremony and you're at drinks or you walk into the reception and see all your loved ones in the one place, it's, yeah. uh, that's when the party starts. Yeah. That's it. And so um, your reception, so your reception, did you guys do the traditional introductions with your bridal party and yourselves or did you get back earlier? And just um, Yeah, we did. We did the traditional introductions. Um, our MC, one of Sam's good friends, um, he did an awesome job. Uh, we just did sort of one introduction for all of us. And then we all came in and everyone was all sitting down. It was um all ready to go for dinner um and yeah that was that was a pretty cool moment like coming back and seeing everyone and how excited they were to see us because I think we might have been gone for maybe half an hour um so for them it probably feels like quite a while because they're sort of that's what they're there for so they're waiting to see um the bride and groom you know come in um yeah for sure. And so your whole day, it just, it sounds so magical. It sounds really, really beautiful. And it's really important. There are a lot of things nowadays as a planner that couples come to me with, um, you know, oh, this person did this, or I've been recommended to do that. And it just kind of sounds like your day was really designed to reflect who you both are as people um, and to have your guests experience what you love about the area too. So what was your favourite part of your wedding? Do you Can you pick one? Um, do you mean in terms of like the design or like for me and Sam? There are so many things that go into it. What was, what's, what's the one thing that you come out and say that, you know, I was really glad we did that or 
you know, that made us feel phenomenal. Yeah, well, I think um, just like you just can't get over the ceremony, like the whole, um, I don't know, the whole concept of it and seeing Sam there um, and walking down that aisle and like, you know, grabbing him at the end was just like the most amazing feeling and looking over um, all of our family and friends and realising they're all there for you, um, that's a pretty special moment. So there's not much that can top that. but I think as well, you know, like I said, um, walking into the reception and seeing like all the design come together so like effortlessly, I was just like, oh, like I did it. Like this is awesome. Um, and seeing my guests enjoy that, like that's that's really special. Mm, lovely. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to hit you with some kind of rapid fire, you know, the little black book, I guess, of, you know, where you got everything from. So I might just hit you with um, where was your bride's, where was your dress from? Um, so my dress was from uh, Raphael Coachella. Uh, I think it's spelled like that. Um, and it's a Berta gown. Um, and I had a second dress from Palace Couture. Lovely. And was the second dress from um, Palace Couture, was that like a shorter? Yeah, it's like a short, it's a, it's called like the mini robe and it was like ultra sparkly Um all over um long sleeve with a short um a short skirt yeah (laughs) um I had some Dior white slingbacks um with like the J-door on the on the um cuff which was pretty cool lovely um hair uh my hair was from pure hair studio um in Queenstown um and I had Carla Lawson hair extensions from Melbourne just like the same length Makeup? Um, it's from Beauty by Alexandra and she flew down from Auckland. Lovely. Did you have a veil or anything blue or any kind of traditional things? Yep. The veil was also from the bridal shop and I had something blue was like a little napkin that, my, um, that Sam's grandma gave me. Um, and, yeah. Did you just have that kind of tucked in? Yeah, I just had it tucked in. There <laughs> wasn't much room in, uh, in the dress, but, like, the skirt was huge, so somewhere around there. Um, jewellery? Did you wear any jewellery? Yeah, my mum's friend um, works at a place called Young's Jewellers and she let me borrow these amazing pearl earrings and I later found out she was actually giving them to me for my um, wedding present, which was awesome. Beautiful. Oh, nice. Um, flowers? Uh, flowers are from PS Floral. Lovely. And groom suit? Um, that was like a custom from MJ Bale in Australia. Lovely. And bridesmaid dresses? Um, we had this new um, dress design from Hexi, which is like an online store. Oh, yeah. yeah. And your venue, I know you mentioned it earlier, but just to. Yep, that's Peregrine Wines. And photography? Um, Jim Pollard, which is Pollard Goes Click. Lovely. And your catering was? Um, artisan caterers. And invitations? And, like, what what was the feel and look of your invitations as well? Um, I did some sketches of the venues um, and we had, like, a little mat that you opened up um, and then custom crafted, which is a US, um, a US brand, but she's from New Zealand. She's lovely, Lisa. Um, she worked my drawings into a design, um, you know, like a, an amazing invitation. It was just incredible. Wow. That's like extremely personal too. 
How yeah, yeah, like something like that. You know, it only took me a couple of hours and um, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> wow, I haven't heard of that before. It's amazing. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice keepsake. It's a beautiful keepsake, yeah. And any other kind of supplies or vendors that um, you'd like to mention that I didn't ask for? Um, I had my, um, our, all of our furniture was from the Hira in Christchurch, which was amazing. And I had the ghost chairs are from my best friend Sophie's um, company, which is called Truly Yours. Um, they've got an awesome range too. Oh, wow. So what kind of furniture did you bring in other than the chairs? Um, we had like black leather lounges. Um, we had high bar stools, um, a like six meter long marble look bar. Um, and then in the party area, like a black um, marble bar with like floral sort of red, almost black roses falling off it, which was pretty cool. That mm-hmm. marble bar was incredible. Yeah, it looked amazing. Like with the, we had just like, thousands of um reflex Colombian roses um and peonies um like falling off it yeah it was pretty cool and that was so fluffy yeah so beautiful and so everything so Mackenzie everything sounds like it was a little dreamy for your wedding day sounds like everything really worked really well and I think you know choosing the right suppliers is probably um 90 percent of the job um as smooth and as effortless for you guys as possible but were there any near disasters because it sounds incredible was there <laughs> anything that kind of put you off your a-game um yeah so the week we had a band flying from melbourne um for our wedding so obviously that was a big cost outlay yeah for mm. sure um and they cancelled the week of the wedding oh no, no. Yes, and I was like super excited about them. Um, they double booked. <laughs> oh, and they only worked it out a week before the wedding. Yeah, yeah, oh, and um, that was probably like one of the most like special parts I was looking forward to. So, how was the um heart rate when you found that out? Uh, it was pretty high, and I was in Japan as well. Oh no! Um, and I just knew like it's I'm not in Melbourne, like I'm in Queenstown. Like there's very limited suppliers. Um, and having like a bad like performance, you know, you, you've got to be careful. Like I, I was almost considering just going straight like Spotify <laughs> because um, having someone that can't like fill those shoes, like it's a big um, ask, like going down the aisle or something, listening to someone that you weren't prepared to. But, yeah, we found um, our other friends, um, Pippa Hannon, she got married earlier with the planner one fine day um, and my mum had been to that wedding and Kane Taylor, um, a singer, he had a duo that played there and so I called him and he was available so he filled the spot and he was amazing. So that was really good. <laughs> um, and the only other thing was the day before mum was meant to organise to pick up um, all the alcohol and she fully forgot um she said she didn't sleep like the whole night oh, no. <laughs> I honestly didn't care because it was like the beer or something and I was like oh who cares like but you know Australian boys like they probably um needed a few beers but <laughs> oh, no. the supermarket like we did an order through the supermarket so, sort of how it works in New Zealand and they were really good and they came out on the day um 
and got it all cold before um before we got started <laughs> yeah. what time was your ceremony um the ceremony was at two o'clock Okay, so they had a good few hours to get that beer cold for the boys. (laughs) Yeah, I think everyone ended up drinking the wine anyway because it's like you're at a winery, you know, you might as well sell in wine. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. And we've got one last question. So have you got any advice for future brides? Yeah, so I think just the most important thing would be to like not sweat the small stuff. Um, It's... I've I've seen so many friends of mine that just get like consumed with all these little things and it makes the process really not enjoyable and you're going to look back and just go like why was I so stressed over these things um and as soon as it's over you realize like all these things you're worried about are just not really that important um it you know at the end of the day it's a wedding and you're there for you and your partner and um your family so I think that's especially important to remember with all this COVID stuff going on um, and lots of brides having to change their plans. Um, So like something's going to go wrong. So just accept it and move on because um, it's such a special time with you and your partner and there's no point letting those things get in the way of, you know, your, your special time together. Best advice, right? Don't sweat the small things. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, Mackenzie, thank you so much yes, for joining us this morning. It just sounded like the most incredible day and I bet it's nice to kind of replay it as well when it's all done and dusted. And Yeah, um, it's really nice actually. I haven't even, you know, it's been six months already and I've hardly had a moment to think about it. Um, but yeah, it, it's so nice. <laughs> Learning Japanese. Oh, I know. You'll have Being an architect and... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, you know, COVID's been keeping me inside, which has been (laughs) like a blessing in disguise. Good for hobbies. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Pleasure talking to you. You too. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you are after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.